0: Welcome back to episode number 25 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff the NP Dude giving nurse practitioners a voice. And guess what? That's all our voices. So your voice, my voice, all of us. So let me be your mouthpiece. Give me those comments. Give me those questions. And they're coming in at a faster and faster rate. I'm getting more and more feedback. Now, one thing I noted this morning, first thing this morning, I looked on on my page just to see what was going on, and it said I can't get there. And so I I went to the web hosting service and they they know about it. It's all down. There a lot of their services down right now. So as we as I'm speaking, not we speaking, but me, uh, recording this, it's still down. So I don't know how long it's going to take. They they didn't know how long it was going to be down, and it, that was last night at like 11 o'clock at night. So I didn't check last night and, and went to bed and slept great and and everything was wonderful and wake up and crap. So I apologize. The bad news is too is that when that happens, apparently the RSS feed that goes to iTunes is down too. So you guys are kind of messed up for uh, morning commute if you guys are listening. I apologize for that. I'm aware of it. So please don't stop listening to the show. I've contacted the host service and uh, they're aware of it. So we'll, we'll you know when these things happen, you know what? We're nurses. We just we just deal with it. We move on, right? So. I appreciate you guys still tuning in, and hopefully um, hopefully, I'm not losing people just because of something I can't control. So there's that. Now, there was a bunch of things that came in through Facebook yesterday that I was just like, man, this is all really great shows. And so you guys are starting to share even more, getting more comments. And I'm getting to the point now where there's more comments uh, than I could fit in a 30-minute show. And that's awesome, because now i got stuff on the back burner, and I'm like, oh yeah, I put, uh, that's a great one. I'm going to save that one. We can talk about that one later. And, uh, you know, I just kind of shoot from the hip about which ones I think are like, ooh, that's the best one, most, you know, I, I do the Maslow's hierarchy of, uh, of podcast shows, right? So you guys, nurses all know what that means. So, And if you don't, go look it up, because you should know what Maslow is, right? At least undergrad do. They pounded that into our heads. So today I want to talk a little bit about... Um, sorry, we were tracks. Uh, a couple different things and nothing big deal, but there was, but there was just a really great episode uh, show idea about, um, and it was a comment on my Facebook page before it went down, obviously that said, Hey, how about, um, how do you deal with non-compliant patients? And then I'm like, Ooh, that's a good one. Right? Cause there's a lot that we can talk about on that one. That's a great discussion for a group, but unfortunately I'm driving, so I'm, and nobody works with me. So I'm, I'm a group of one, right? I'm a wolf pack of one. And so, but how do you deal with these non-compliant patients? And, and non-compliant, I, you know, there's that, that stigma of oh, they're non-compliant. That's not a nice place. And if they're not doing what they need to do to take care of themselves, they are non-compliant. I don't care. I, I'm I'm not a sugarcoater. I don't you know, I'll tell them to the, I'll tell them straight to their face. <laughs> yeah, you're being non-compliant with what you're doing. <laughs> and that's my personality. And that's the point about this is that it really depends on your personality on how you want to handle it. So this is anybody can chime in on this one and give their advice because you're not wrong. It's how you do it. Everybody does it a little bit different. Now, before I get into how I handle a quote-unquote non-compliant patient, because I'm pretty new at this, and I have, I'm still uh, dealing with, coming up with my, most effective way of doing it. Now, I, I know how I think I handle it, but I'm not getting enough feedback yet because I'm really on in my career, you know, give me five years and I'll let you know what, you know what's working for me and that, that'll that be a better way to go as far as giving advice, but I'll tell you what I'm doing now and at least it's something. Um, but before I get into that, this this can open up a whole can of worms, right? Because we're, we're talking about why does it matter about noncompliance? Well, you know you have the personal side of it where the, the individual that you're trying to help... And you're you're doing all this work and you're going through all these you know all the labs and all their previous history and you're really trying to come up with the best treatment plan for them and uh, you know you're spending a lot of energy and you're putting your heart and soul into trying to make this person a healthier person and at the end of the day they don't give a crap or at least they don't care enough to make it worth (laughs) somebody's license plate says all beef (laughs) that's fantastic all beef Um, (laughs) sorry Um, I just completely lost track with all beef. How funny is that? So, um, but you, you put your heart and soul into their health care and they they just don't care that much. You know, it's not a big deal to them. They got diabetes, and they were going to lose a foot. No, I don't care. Whatever. I don't, I don't need to walk that much anyway. And what? Well, Jeez, right? So it's it's just it's very frustrating that you know you we do this we 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 give a, we give a crap, and we really do want the best for our patients, and they at the end of the day don't care enough to make it matter. Or if they do care, they just don't know. And we can get into that in a moment, but that's the one side of it. Now, what's the other side of it? And this is going to be, I think, more the, the important reason, and I hate to say it this way, but our money that we're going to get reimbursed eventually is going to be completely tied to the quality of care that we give. And, and just like standardized testing in school, there's a fox sitting in the middle of a, of a field. Man, it's crazy out here. I'm like in the middle of nowhere. It's daytime too, there's a fox just looking at me on the side of the road. All right, sorry. Now, I got all beef in front of me, and a fox looking at me. You guys, you guys should be laughing right now. If you're not, then I don't know if you have a sense of humor. So I'm, I don't know. Anyways, so the other issue is is going to get reimbursements, right? So. We're going to have quality-based care standards set. And the only thing that we're going to have to tie it to is how good you're doing your job. And like I said, it's just like standardized testing. So if you, you know, in, in, in elementary school, the only way to tell if teachers are in schools are doing good is to do standardized bullshit, right? So we all know it's, it's crap. But there's really no better way of measuring how we are doing as practitioners except to look at quantitative data. You can't ask the individuals, "How's your healthcare?" Problem? I love them. They don't tell me to lose weight and, and stop smoking. I love that doc or that nurse practitioner. They're great. Well, they don't, they're not going to ask the people. They may ask a questionnaire, but not, you know, not. I, I don't see that as the, the way that they're going. They're not doing it now, right? So a lot of the standards, the core measures. In fact, are one of the practices I'm in. They just finished up all of their um, their reporting for this, and it you know it goes on. Did you get a BMI for all, you know, at least once a year for your patient? Did you, you know, if you have a smoker, did you offer in your note somewhere that you've, um, you know, offered smoking cessation and how to cut down or nicotine patches or lozenges or some kind of nicotine therapy or something, right? So that's already starting, but I think that they're going to take it even a step further than that down the line and they're going to say, well, you know what? Your triglycerides were 400 and they're only 380, but if you would have done the therapy and really educated your patients properly, they should be down after a year, year and a half. The studies show that you should be down to here. And they'll use some study that was done by some government funded project to dictate whether the government, mostly Medicare, Medicaid, and soon to be single payer, um, you know, in in the next five years. That's my prediction. Yeah, you're gonna see that happening and and so we're, we have to make it matter and so how do you make somebody that doesn't give a crap about their triglycerides of 400 uh, give a crap about their triglycerides of 400 because it's our payment they don't care they don't feel any different whether they take this pill or not they don't care or whether they lose weight or not they, that's work so until we make the them have a stake in the game in other words, you're going to lose your health care, <laughs> your health insurance through the government, Medicaid, Medicare, or you know some other pr- plan, if you don't do these things. If you don't get on a treadmill five times a week for 30 minutes and do the criteria that they're saying, they're not going to pay for your, you know, triple bypass. I don't know, but, I mean, but you can see where they're going to go, and they and they have all the power to do that with the with the purse strings. And as we, as we get closer and closer to a single-payer system, I think that we're going to get stuck in the middle of this. So how do you make people give a crap? Well, education's number one. Why does it matter to them? And it's got to be something that's really, really matters. I, and here's an example. I, I, and I hate using my, my, my issues, but I'm going to say I had a guy come in that had an infection. And the infection was significant enough that He waited and waited and waited and waited, and he shouldn't have, and he had other consequences that could have been very, very serious because of this, and so I explained to him, first off, I showed, not anger, but I showed emotion, I wasn't cold, and I said, I'm really concerned for you, this is deadly if you don't get this fixed, guess what, he went and got it fixed, He got it taken care of, got the issue squared away. And and we worked the plan out together. He agreed with the plan, and and so far it's working. That's an example. So there's a couple things in there. One is expressing your your emotion towards it without showing anger. You know, man, I'm really worried about this. This is a big deal. Is it a big deal? Maybe not the biggest deal. But, man, if you you show that you're nervous about something, they're going to sense that. And if you explain to them, look, this is what's going to happen, and this is a big deal, some people still aren't going to give a crap, right? But some people will. If you're just going cold and you're numb to it and say, "Oh, well, you've got, you know, sorry, you've got, you know, phlebitis, and it's not a big deal, don't worry, take this medicine and go away, come back in two weeks, then that's not, a, you know, man, I'd be like, Oof, you got to take this. you don't do this, you could get septic and die. <laughs> You know, just not scare people all the time, but when it's when it is serious, you got to be willing to, to say that and not be afraid of it, and and then back it back and say, well, but if we if we do this, we can handle this, we can we can manage this, but you got to make sure you want to do it. We got to get this done. And and so I, that's kind of how I do it. Is I kind of go in and I'm I'm not afraid to to tell people the honest truth about man. This is the worst case scenario for you, and this is a big deal. Now, when you're doing chronic illnesses, you know hypertension. Now it's only one fifty, and uh, I'm not taking my blood pressure medicine every day. And 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 how do you get that? That's really the harder one, right? Because you just don't know how how to. You you know you're gonna you can end up with heart failure. You can end up with this. Well, that's maybe fifty years from now, and I'm thirty now. I'm I'll be eighty when I, no, you could be younger. <laughs> and explain it to them. But education's where it has to happen, and it takes time. And you've got people that aren't willing to hear you. And so being being able to recognize when somebody's not listening and, um, you know, like I have people smoking all the time. Every, every other person or every fifth person that comes into my office, probably higher, is a smoker. What do you do? Well, I address it every every time. I say, you're smoking? Yep, okay. Um, you're here for a, a head cold and, you know, I, I, we got to take care of that. But um, I'm scheduling you for an appointment. You're going to come back in two weeks and we're going to talk. And see, I'm going to see how you're doing with this. But we need to talk about your smoking because that's not good for you. You understand that, right? And if they blow me off, I say, well, then that's fine. You can do whatever you want. But I'm going to keep asking you. And just so you know, as a provider, I am not giving up on that. Sorry. It's just part of what I'm going to do. And I'm going to hound you on it. And I'm going to be, you know, uh, there's advice out there there's stuff like that and some people aren't going to be ready and there's the different theories about you know are they ready to learn are they you know is there pre-contemplation and all that stuff and i kind of follow that but i don't care about the formalities of that that's just it's just a guidepost right and everybody's different so i just talk to them i just talk to them look them in the eye and say here's all the problems do you know the consequences of smoking and if they say yes i do and they say okay well then one of these days we're going to sit down we're going to go through it, and you're going to teach me all about it when you come in for your wellness check, I want you to read up on it, and you're going to do a book report and tell me everything you can tell me about it. Are they going to do it? No. I, I, but it, it's me talking to them so that they at least, it's every time you say it, you could say it 100 times, and maybe that, that 101st time is the time that the pre-contemplation is going to be the time that they're going to say, yeah, I've been thinking about it. You've been talking to me enough about it. Maybe I'll give Nicotine Patch a try or you know something like that or or just making people honest about being accountable to what they're using what the, how much they're smoking how much they're eating what's what's the exercise really like and I get that one too I get people all the time saying man I you know I work outside and swing a hammer all day and I said well are you is your heart rate over 140 150 all day long And they're like no So, well, then you're not getting cardiovascular exercise. You still, you go swing a hammer all day, guess what? You still got to go walk 30 minutes, five times a week. (laughs) Go for a run, you know? You got to get that heart rate up. That's where the cardiovascular benefits are. It's not, I swing a hammer all day. That's great. You got great upper arm strength, but that doesn't mean anything about your heart. And so people just assume that they know the answers. And and I was, before healthcare, man, I I was a fat guy, and I didn't know anything about diet and exercise. and, And I didn't really care to learn. And so if somebody would have told me 20 years earlier, I probably, not maybe, maybe, maybe I wouldn't have changed what I was doing, but I would have at least been aware of it, and I would have maybe felt a little guilty with that second donut in the morning or third donut in the afternoon or you know whatever, right? So that's, I guess, how I handle it, and there's going to be more to it. But I think the bigger picture is that with respect to the, um, the quality of care that's going to be measured. It's going to be a, it's going to be a direct result of how we're tied to reimbursements with insurance and Medicare, Medicaid, and 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 it's going to suck. But you know, figuring out good ways for you to do that now—that's a great idea. Anybody has any advice on it, I'll take it because I'm I'm going to need it too. Everybody's going to need to worry about this. It's going to be an issue for all of us. So that was a great comment, and I, I, I don't have the best answer. It's not something that you can really do in one person, right? I mean, it, I can give you my advice, but, geez, there's a billion ways that could be done. You know, how do you get your non-compliant patients to be compliant? Pfft, education. I mean, it's a simple cop-out. Education and follow-up. Making it important to you makes it important to them. If it's not important to you, it's not going to be important to them. They may like you as a person. They may think you're a fantastic practitioner, but, pfft, they're not not getting what they really need. They need education. Most people know when smoking is bad, and know when they should be taking their medicines. But I mean, some people don't. So you got to teach them. Okay, another one I saw out there, and and I see this one. This is one of those ones that's it's a uh, very personal to the to the people that are that are um, giving comments. And I see this all the time. And I'm I'm on a couple different. You know, I'm, I got probably five different Facebook groups that I'm in that are relating to nurses, nurse practitioners, or healthcare and things like that. And so I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of a, I kind of sit in the back shadows, look for great ideas, look for you know anything that I could add my two cents to. But if it's like one of these opinion things, I don't get involved usually because man, it's just it's it's too messy and you end up with 275 responses. And it just, you know, eventually you got to shut it down on your feed that you, this is too many. I can't keep up with, you know, everybody saying their opinions on things because it's just that. It's an opinion and it's, and it's, and it's messy, right? So I like messy stuff because it's like, Ugh, you know, it's gooey and gross and everybody's just like kind of all caps and this is my opinion and they, they think it's the only way, but it's really not right, right? It's everybody has their own opinion. What am I talking about? Which study guide do you use when you are studying for whatever it is you're studying for <laughs> you know and and it's like man okay I do holier and oh holier worked for me and it was great it was the only one and and, and, and that's great, you know that's good advice. And I know I used leak and leak was great. No I used Fitzgerald oh, Fitzgerald was the best and it's like it, here's the point. Go to Amazon Whenever you're, this is what I did for my professional engineering license, this is what I did for um, my NCLEX, this is what I did for other things that I've studied for certification and, and, and certain things that I've studied in the past on my own and wanted to know what was the best one that you know, gives you the most information. Look at the reviews. If you've got like 50 or 60 reviews and they're all four or five stars, you're going to pass if you study that book. I mean, because that's enough of a sample that, you know, you're greater than, you know, 30 of an N. You're, it's a pretty good sample size to tell you that, it, that it's going to be pretty trustworthy. Here's my point. If you buy more than one of those books, they're going to compete. You're going to confuse the shit out of yourself. And even if there's one little error in one book versus another book, and you're that, and you're that nuanced, chances are that won't be on the test anyways. It just won't. If there's if there's a question about making go this way or that way, they're not putting that on the exam. They want to know that you understand the foundation for it. And when I took the um, the NP, the FNP uh, through AANP, it was straightforward. There was no surprises. I mean, it was like, yep, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got that one. Yep, I'm pretty sure I got that one. And if the, if I missed any, which I'm sure I did, it was because I didn't study that one anyways. It wasn't in any of the books that I would have looked at. So it doesn't matter to me. If somebody says which one did I study, I, I had to actually go look up and remember which one I bought because I traded it right back in. And I did Fitzgerald. I just did because I wanted a group of I wanted some some sample test questions, and the sample test questions in that book weren't anything like the ones on the test. So the idea is that you you're immersed in it, get into it. As one of my vice presidents used to tell me when I was getting into a project. Get into it, find out why, what the issues are, know what they are, know the big picture symptoms, know the big picture treatments, and you're gonna be fine. And I just see people saying, oh, you need to know the nuances of this. I had one the other just yesterday, and it was a Bactrim question, right? it was a sulfa question. Uh, Leak says that you can't do it, and this one says it does work for E. coli, and I'm like, well, isn't Bactrim sulfa? And I was playing passive, I was playing ignorant, right? I'm like, Bactrim is like the drug of choice for for E. coli UTIs, right? And although there's 20% resistance and blah, 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 You still start with that one. That's what you treat with. Unless they have a reaction to sulfa or you know that they've haven't they've failed on it in the past, you start with Bactrim. That's the standard of care is what the recommendations are. So, you know, you see these different, you know, both of the books were saying one does it and one doesn't. And these people are so into it that your guests are just wasting time. You're too deep on it. Too deep. Move on. If it's if there's an inconsistency, yeah, moving on. In practice, you're going to know what to use anyways, so don't worry about it. So I, I just I get frustrated when I see those questions like, oh man, it, it's funny. To see them, but, and I, I read a couple of them, and then i just like, ugh, i got to turn that post off. I can't, I can't do it, because people start getting frustrated. No, I use this one, and they have like a, a paragraph and a half of why they used Fitzgerald versus Leak, and Leak, and I did this one and that one. And, and then I see people seeing, you know, pictures of like seven books, and they, t- you know, this is a certification test. Just get through it. This is not going to give you, I mean, it'll give you some guidance as to what to do when you're done, but just get through it. You know, anyways, that's my advice on that one. Just pick a book and do it. And and I see people that 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 are like, man, I want to take it in six months or I want to take it in a week or whatever, whatever works for you. If I'm not gonna judge you, if it, if someone says. You know, I'm going to take a month off, and then I'm going to really study for, like, five months, and I got an RN job that I that I don't hate that I find there. I'm making my bills. Take your time. Do it whenever you want. It doesn't matter. Now, I do know that statistically, if you wait more than a certain period of time, that you're going to drop off your passage rate because you're out of it too long. So, I mean, if you wait a year and a half to take your certification exam, and I don't know what the cutoff is. AAMP may say, you know, after five years that you might have to... Um, somebody just passed me on a two-lane road, and I'm going 65, really, and it's a 40, it's a 40 mile an hour, <laughs> Jeez, Pete, um, so, you, today's a, today's an explanation of my drive day, right, sorry, um, but, it, where was I, <laughs> so it's distracting when somebody's passing me on a two-lane curvy road, right, um, so, but When you do your test, just, just pick a book Get into it, take your time If you don't want to take your time and you want to get into it, fine Oh, AAMP, I don't know what the time The cutoff is, somebody asked that question too And I'm like, I don't know, I just wasn't going to wait I was just going to take the thing and be done um, and, and for me, I took a week off I finished school, we went on a vacation I got back, we had a three day review thing That we did, and I can't remember what her name was Somebody tell me What her name was I can't remember Somebody in class that was with me that did that what was her name? She was pretty good. It was a three day class. I could have taken it right after that three day class there wasn 't much more information that I, that I that I did on my own um, that made me feel like geez I really need to I need to study some more and uh, when we did the review questions, the review questions weren't really l- like what she did in the class because the book was a different, it was geared towards a different mindset of how to use it. Now, another recommendation that I do have is when you read those books, don't just skip and go right to the questions. Read the preface of, of those study guides because they set forth usually in the preface how that book works. And if you miss that part, like how to use the book to really get what, what the information that the author wanted you to get out of it. Then you're kind of missing the point of how they're doing. It. And sometimes it takes you, you know, halfway through the book to realize, oh, maybe I should have been doing it this way. So they give you some guidance on how to use the book sometimes up in the preface or the foreword of the book, or you know. So re- take a look at that. They're usually only a page long, and just make sure you understand how the book works. More than anything, just get a, a, a sample of questions and just do a bunch of them. I, I think I did 200. I don't know. I didn't kill myself. I didn't think that the. the uh, FMP board uh, certification, and I don't, it wasn't a board certification. We've talked about that in the past. It's certification exam um, because ANCC is board certification, AANP is technically just certification. It, was, it wasn't hard, I really didn't think it was bad. I thought it was easier than the NCLEX. So, people that are freaking out about the test, don't freak out about the test. It's not that hard. If you made it through your master's degree and you did well in your master's degree, you could either do an online review, you could do CDs, you could pick one it doesn't matter but you're going to be just fine And if you didn't pass, you need to ask the question was it nerves? Chances are it was nerves you just you psyched yourself out. It's not because you don't know the knowledge and you can't study any harder for that That's a nerves thing. Now you can do more and more questions and, and, and hopefully get um, your confidence back but the problem is is that the book the sample questions that they do in all these books, aren't really like what it is on the exam. So it's you're doing much harder questions when you study the study guides. I mean, significantly harder. And the problem is is that you might be de- defeating the purpose. You might be causing more frustration because of um, not getting things right and saying, man, I'm only getting 65% of these questions right. Well, guess what? I was hitting like 70% on <laughs> most of my study questions, 68 to 70, and I did just fine. I don't even know what I got, I don't even care. Didn't care. I don't even know what, I'm sure they gave me a score somewhere, but I, never, I I think I looked at it and said, eh, that's interesting, and then moved on. I didn't care. Doesn't matter. Nobody's ever going to ask. I passed. That's all you need. So I, I encourage you guys to just take a breath, pick a book, do some research on which one you think is the best, but don't take all these oh these well these five people did these five different books and all five of them they all passed so I'm going to get all five of them and that's going to give me a better chance of success no it's not <laughs> because it's going to confuse you more because there're different ways of studying and practicing for that test and I don't say studying for that test it's practicing because it's a it's a it's a screening tool basically to make sure that you meet the minimum requirements it's not telling you how great you are it's telling you you meet the minimum so just do minimum <laughs> get through it don't worry about it all right, well, that's all I have for that. I'm going to quit running on about it. But it's just it's a fun one to see because people, everybody gets so frustrated and angry. And it's like when you start seeing people doing all caps about a book, it's like, oh, all right, this is fun. Um, time to tone it down, take a breath. You know, we're, we're all on the same team here. Um, so anyways, that was fun. Um, hopefully, I don't run into anything on the road today. It's been crazy out here. I got a truck right now that's going 10 miles an hour on a 45. So that's great. Um, and I should hopefully skate in right before my first patient. We'll see if that works. Um, guys, keep keep spreading the news. And, and I appreciate you guys listening. And sorry about the, the website being down. It's out of my control, but I still feel bad. You know, hopefully it doesn't doesn't uh, make people want to not listen anymore. Keep the ideas coming. Keep show ideas coming. Keep uh, spreading the word. Sharing the Facebook page. You guys are doing great with that. Um, the other thing is is the iTunes thing. I'm still seeing now. I, I did look on there, and I can tell which, which shows... Um, are being listened to the most and so it's it looks like they're all getting hit pretty decent um i can't tell the number of people listening but i've seen a couple people say through facebook threads yeah i I check this guy out he's on itunes and i think that's awesome you guys are just that's that's exactly what we need to make this get out there and uh as I get more experience, then uh, I think I'm going to get better at doing this. And I think also we're going to be able to have more in-depth uh, discussions about you know how to do things and, and better recommendations. I know I'm still new, so you know you guys got to bear with me on that too. But I'm, I'm looking for advice. I'm looking to learn with you guys. So thanks for listening again, guys, and have a great day. It's a Friday. It's not raining. It's not snowing. The sun is out. So it's a beautiful day. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk soon.